For so many modern-driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional, and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present with our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other smart, conscious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. In our business, we're big fans of financial literacy and accountability. Knowing your numbers is an essential aspect of building a successful business and inherent responsibility for any entrepreneur. We also believe that what you focus on grows. So pay attention to your money. How do we stay up to speed on our numbers? We use Bench for our bookkeeping. It's simple, elegant, and saves us so many hours that would otherwise be spent neck deep in receipts on the other side of a spreadsheet. Each month, our transactions are automatically imported into Bench, and we get on-demand financial reports. We even enjoy opening up our profit and loss statement to review each month. And when tax time comes around, we are up to date and ready to go. And this is what financial empowerment feels like. Head on over to anshe.co slash bench to save 20% off your Bench accounting plan for the first six months. Welcome to the Anshi Spoke podcast. We are happy to have a podcast episode with just the two of us for the first time in a long time. In a long time. And it, we, it was so funny because we were like, what do we say? How do we do this? Like, it was just, we've had so many guests that we've forgotten how to just be the two of us. So we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, which is kind of a shame because we used to have a podcast where we refused to have guests. So we were like, no. we're never doing those shows. We're just going to do <laughs> podcast with us. And we're just going to talk about what we want to talk about. And we did that for a long time and loved it. And then somehow we ended up having all kinds of guests and then forgot about our, yeah, we forgot about our core mission. Well, I think by the time this show comes out, we're going to be just solidly into that one year post COVID or to be continued time, (laughs) the new normal. We've been in a COVID reality for a year almost as at the time of recording. And We haven't talked a lot about how that's impacted us. And I think, you know, for the kinds of show this is where we're talking about being multidimensional people, you know, it's not, we're not just showing up here robotically recording interviews. We're living our lives and growing our company in the background. And we thought it was right about time to give you all an update on how that's all been going. One year into a pandemic, this is what we're doing and this is what we've done. So let's first talk about, do you want to maybe just give a quick synopsis of what happened to us in the pandemic? And then we can launch into all the things that we have done this year. 
Yes. So starting on March 13th, 2020, things got wild for us. And we essentially saw exponential, exponential, exponential growth overnight in our business and everything changed. To me, that was like a line in the sand. There was the before and after, and we had been growing our business a certain way prior to March 13th, 2020, and then everything changed. And so we have had record growth. We have grown as a company, as a team, our platform has grown, our coaching communities have grown, everything just grown, grown, grown. And, and I would add that we have grown as leaders and entrepreneurs and feminists and as people, like we've had to change a lot through this year, which you'll probably hear a little bits throughout our little list that we're going to discuss. So everything's changed. It feels like. So let's talk about team. So at the beginning of March last year, it was basically you and me and a part-time developer and a few contractors and one full-time employee. No, she was still part-time then. Was she part-time? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh my God. Yeah. Was she really? She was. She was part-time. We had just started to have inklings and talks about bringing her full-time in September of And how dangerous that felt. Like, could we do no, it? Could it we have a full-time employee? Big, big decision. Thing. Oh my God. Yeah. So basically this was, you know, a really big, important thing in our lives, but it was essentially a very small business, a part-time business, I would say for most people working on it. And we had big dreams and Sandy, you and I have grown this company over the course of years to be what it, what it was. And we were pretty happy and proud of where we had gotten this company allowed us to have the kinds of lifestyles that we wanted to have and allowed us to um, I mean, it was really what we had set out to make, like we had kind of arrived. <laughs> and so, and then COVID hit. And then we had this, you know, moment where we had to decide how to handle that. So what do you do when you have exponential growth and people basically imagine if you're in a building and people are banging down the doors and windows <laughs> that just kind of happened at the U.S. Capitol, but like literally people were squirreling their way to come and work with us. We were shutting down sales pages and sign up pages and forms. Like we are shutting everything down as fast as we can. And people are finding ways to sign up and buy things and work with us, which was not anything I think we could have ever anticipated. There are no words. We've, we have a whole podcast episode about that. And we had kind of a moment to decide, like, what do you do when that happens? Do you shut everything down? Do you say, that this isn't what I signed up for? Or do you kind of walk into that new reality and embrace it? And I think we, ha we both had a little bit of both of those feelings <laughs> going on for a couple months. Yeah. Where I was like, shut my computer, walk away and never come back because it was so hard. But what was the the reason to keep going and not sleeping and not ever taking any time off for those months were the businesses that were telling us the platform allowed them to pay their teachers. I'll always remember Portland Yoga, Julie from Portland Power Yoga or something. And she was like, I just paid my staff because of you guys. And that was a really key moment for me that like, oh my God, you know, this is hard for us, but it's also hard for our clients who are struggling to survive and this is an option for them. And so that was like a huge, huge moment. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I mean, the number of messages and DMs that I saw come in that were like, I could pay my rent this month or I could pay my mortgage or I could feed my family or I could pay my staff were the reason I think why both of us kind of stayed in the game when it really wasn't easy because for every one of those messages we got, we had other messages where people 
We're saying the most horrible things you would ever say to another person on the internet, right? Blaming us for things or angry at us for things. And Mm -hmm. um, some of that anger was definitely Mm -hmm. justified because we weren't in a position to scale that quickly. I think no, no one really is. I mean, you know, huge swaths of the internet were going down throughout the spring. I remember there'd be, you know, like every major company was down. There were outages servers and systems were not designed for the kinds of surges that everyone was experiencing back in the spring of 2020. So I just think we were like in this, we were, it felt like in a war, it felt like we were in some kind of war room and we had to muster the strength to grow our team. And we did that and it was intense and we had to kind of really make some decisions Mm -hmm. I think we made the right decisions. We had to make some decisions about how to scale and how to grow and who to bring into the fold and who to trust. And I'm always grateful for the kinds of decisions that we made in those critical moments. So yeah, so that happened. And now we have gone to a team of just under 25 full-time people and lots and lots of other helpers and contractors and are sort of like ever growing, I would say that's the feeling of what this is like and has been like in the last year. And it's, you know, this is where you're saying like, what has changed? Like we've really had to grow into the kind of leaders, the kind of women who are running a company that size Um, really without, you know, we have always been about sustainability and learning as you go. And it's this bootstrapper mentality, right? Where we're going to learn a skill set and then we're going to grow into that. And everything just, we didn't have, the luxury of that, but we're so lucky, right? I want to, I want to make sure that we point out, we know how lucky we are and we know how for lots of businesses in particular, Mm -hmm. the pandemic had the opposite impact, right? And so we have been on the lucky side of this in terms of our business. It doesn't mean that it wasn't hard, but it's been like the ride of a lifetime is what I would say. It's felt like we're surfing a giant wave for a year. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that we would have well, I know, I know we would not have done and made the decisions that we had to make in any other situation. We would have moved so much more slowly and so much more carefully. But in the moment we were like, we were just hiring like left, right and center. Do you, are you breathing? Great. You're hired. Do this, go do that. Who we had to become in those moments to me is still astounding. Like the, the decisions and, and mostly you. And I think we talked about this mm-hmm. on the last podcast, like the people that you found just by reaching out to Facebook groups and wherever in the middle of the night, Friends, it's just network. Yeah. Just amazing, amazing people mm-hmm. that we still, we still have. So that's been huge to change the team and to be, and it shifts the work, right? Like versus like to you and I and a couple contractors managing this company versus overseeing 25 other people doing the work. So our day to day has changed and that like there's less focus on the, well, for me, I'll speak for me, less focus on the product Namastream and more focus on how can we team communication, team meetings? How do we set this up? When do we meet? Who's in charge of what? Who's got the job? Like running a company, right? And making sure that everyone knows what they're doing each day. That's been a, a like, I didn't see that one coming at the beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we went from being a toddler to being an adult. Like yeah, and skip that adolescent phase. And we, yeah. yeah, we kind of skipped out on childhood and adolescence for the most mm-hmm. part. And so we still are like a really immature adult in a lot of ways <laughs> because we didn't like learn those social emotional things that you would learn if you had taken your time going through childhood and had proper parenting. So we're, we're like playing catch up, but it's awesome. So, I mean, I think for those of you that have been in our community for a, a while, you've seen, you've sort of seen us 
seen this happen. And if you're a client of ours, you've obviously been played big part in all of this. And, and we've also been there with you on your journey through COVID, but for folks just finding us, I mean, it's, it's unusual without kind of going into a business with venture, you know, backing where you're intending to scale that quickly. This is a really weirdo thing. <laughs> it's just bizarre. And um, there's not a lot of, you know, information on how to do it well. So we're, you know, one day we'll write that book, Sandy, because I think we have learned a tremendous amount and continue to learn a tremendous amount every day about how to navigate change ethically and responsibly at this pace. Yeah. So let's go through some of the things that we did. So we grew the team. And what's happening on March 1 of 2021? Well, yeah. So one of the biggest takeaways for us, which wasn't a surprise, was that the platform we had been building since really we launched in 2016, like end of 2016, early 2017, it was time to build something that could scale and that was a little bit more modern. And so we have, our team has spent you know, the last nine months or so kind of heads down building a brand new platform, which is super exciting. And that's launching March 1st. I don't know exactly when this episode is coming out. So it may have just launched or it may be launching really soon, but that's a massive undertaking that we would never have. I mean, we would have never done anything like that if COVID hadn't happened. And so, you know, this is again, being grownups, I think adulting in our business and, and investing really heavily in building something that's extremely professional and robust and can scale indefinitely, which is the beauty of software and kind of online work. So we have been, for the most part, heads down, our team has been, been doing that like I said, for nine straight months. And it's just, you know, by the time you're listening to this, you can likely go see a peek at it at namastream.com to see where we're going. But it's also just the beginning, right? We have a huge roadmap, you know, designed for the rest of this year of major features that we're building out and releasing. And it's just, it's like a dream come true to be able to live in this creative space and, you know, to be focused really heavily on serving a certain group of people and then to see what they really need and what they're really asking for. And then to have the resources and the capacity and the growing skill set to go manifest it. It's like a magic wand or a genie lamp. I, I don't, I, that's the only way I can describe it. It's like, you can just birth something into existence and, in a way that I never felt was possible as a human being until this year. Yeah, we, we would talk about it. I mean, you keep saying like, this is what we wanted, Sandy. This is where we were going. And here we are, because we would want these things. Yeah. You know, a better checkout page or whatever. And we just couldn't do it. We didn't have the resources. And now it's going to be amazing, right? Like, it's like, we have wanted this so badly. We just did not have the resources to make it happen. So it's super exciting. And I feel so much, I mean, it's mostly been you and the product team working on it, but it's going to be amazing. And I'm so proud of what you guys have, have done over there together. We have all done it. Yeah, I'm super proud of it too. And I, I think part of this, you know, we should have some more conversations on this podcast about bootstrapping versus building a company that's funded. And to be clear, I mean, it was, it was somewhat of an intentional choice for us to choose the, to go the bootstrapping route and somewhat not intentional also because we recognized the drawbacks as women in going down the venture path and, and dealing with that, that way of building a company from our limited experience in that space. And yet knowing that, so the trade-offs for building a company slowly 
and, and in a bootstrapped way are that you are very limited in terms of your resources to focus on new features or, you know, building something that can scale or hiring the best in the world at what they do. You just don't have the capacity to do it. And so there's a lot of just kind of strong arming and muscling your way into success because you don't, it's not a level playing field and you're competing with people that are funded with millions and in, in, in quite a few cases in our industry, tens of millions of dollars behind them in teams of hundred plus people, right? Like it's hard to go up against that and to be competitive and to do things the same way. And yet I think the benefit for us and the benefit of the last five years has been that we know our market and we are our market in a way that those companies really will never be that kind of deep core connection to our, to our people that we serve. So now that we do have resources to be able to invest, we know exactly what to do, which is a huge advantage, I would say. So it all kind of works out. Say like, watch out world. (laughs) Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. Okay. The other thing we did was we have a couple coaching programs. Before the pandemic, we had one coaching program called Inner Circle, which we'll talk about in a second. But we also created a new coaching program called Launch with Intention. We began that about, when did we launch that? Was that like spring, right? Yeah. So June June after. Okay. Let's hear about that. Do you want to give us the lowdown? Yeah. So we realized in the, in the course of the pandemic that we had a whole bunch of clients that kind of needed more from our team. And we knew that just the way we had structured our offerings wasn't ideal for a post pandemic world. And so what we decided to do was turn our inner circle program, which had been our coaching and course and software platform all bundled together. We had turned, we decided to turn that into an a much bigger and more robust offering. And obviously the price point needed to go up to support that. There are now full-time team members devoted just to that program. So obviously it needed some changes in terms of pricing and structure. And then in, in the wake of that, we also wanted to have a program that was more affordable, that was really helping teachers and studios and, and content creators get off the ground and work with our software platform. So it was, it was, it's a little bit of coaching and um, our most popular launching course bundled with our software. So that's what Launch With Intention is. We launched that program in June as a test to see like, is this something that people want? And that's just um, taken off and been amazing to witness that program that just kind of... <laughs> I remember messaging you on like a Sunday morning or something like, Sandy, I think I know what we need to do. (laughs) And so we ended up making it happen. And then we ended up um, turning inner circle kind of off and and having the doors shut for a period of months while we kind of went in and rebuilt the whole infrastructure of that program from the ground up and launched it again in September. So we have these two core offerings in addition to our software platform. And that feels really good. I feel like we kind of cracked the code on what we as a company could best provide in terms of offerings to our people. Yeah. And so launch with intention is for that person who just doesn't know how to launch on digitally, like that first launch, like how do I launch my program online? Launch with intention gets you there. And then beyond that, after you do your first launch, that's when Inner Circle kind of kicks in. Inner Circle does include all the basic launch course. And then it's like list building and, you know, the second, third, fourth launch are really teaching you how to scale that program. And really robust coaching pretty much five days a week. So 
robust, like <laughs> school, like legit school, like you're going to school. It's like that. The option is there to show up and have as much or as little support as you want. So, and that's what we, you know, we kind of also, the beauty I, I think of having a team, because everything goes back, our ability to do any and all of these things is related to the fact that we have more people everything is not limited by the two of us anymore. And so part of this is, you know, the creativity to say like, we've been in this space, we've been in this online entrepreneur space now for, for five, six years. And we know what we wish existed when we started. And we finally had the ability this year, post pandemic to create it, right? Like it's the thing that we, I remember you and I being on a beach in Mexico like on these lawn chairs, like sitting there with our journals and like mapping out our, our, our ideal program. And it looked a lot like what we actually launched this year, which was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great program. I love, I love our coaching calls so much. They're so fun. Okay. We also ran an online conference in December, our first ever online conference. It was amazing. Um, we had such good feedback from it. It was two days plus a bonus day. And it was all about teaching wellness entrepreneurs how to thrive online. Yeah. What, I love that your, conference. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a big experiment for us too. So part of, part of the sadness of COVID for us was that we had to cancel an in-person retreat in Santa Fe, New Mexico that we had scheduled for April of 2020 and had, I think we had just sold it out. It was like, we were so excited. We had the like professional photographer booked. We had rent, rented this mansion in the hills of Santa Fe. We had um, the sound healer like scheduled to come in. We had catering. It was going to be so amazing. And I think that you know, we were both pretty heartbroken about having to cancel that. And then also our community was heartbroken, those people who had counted on coming. And so starting in the fall, we started to talk about like, well, what if we did something online? Because obviously in-person isn't a reality, especially for our community. We're not even allowed to be in the same country right now, Sandy. So the idea that we could host anything in person is still way off the table. So yeah, we put together this conference and we kind of didn't, we only promoted it for about a week and we we're like, yeah, we'll see what happens. But we invited all of these amazing people who had been podcast guests. So for those of you that listen to the show, a lot of the guests in the conference and the panelists were either clients of ours or former podcast guests. And it was so fun. It was just, I far exceeded my expectations of kind of what an online conference or event could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was shocking how we pulled that off. And thanks to Joe, um, one of our team members, she really led the charge on that. And it was really fun and like, so enjoyable to listen to the panels that we put together. And then to hear our clients come on and then all the response after from the people who the participants was just like, wow. So we are going to do it again in um, immediately after everyone's like, when's the next one? When's the next one? So next one is April of this year. So stay tuned. Yeah, it, it's slated for April 13th through 15th as of the time of recording. We do, as always, reserve the right to change that. So if you're excited about the virtual conference, go ahead and pencil it in on your calendar, but don't pen it in yet. The other thing that we did was launched, live launched a lot since the pandemic began. How many, Jenny? 
if you count the launch that we had right after our conference, it was eight live launches. So we've never done anything like that ever, 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 ever in the history of our business. And we did that mostly to meet the needs of the, the people who are coming into the fold of our brand and into our, onto our email list and realizing that, um, we couldn't keep the doors to our programs closed during this time when we knew that coming into those programs could really help someone keep their business afloat or help to support their family. So we really intentionally decided, I think in April, at that point, we'd already done two live launches. We were so cute back then. We had just finished one of our two, two launches live in a launches year. that had been planned <laughs> for all of 2020, right when the pandemic hit, it was like the end of that week. We we're like, oh, yay, we're done. We don't have to do another one till the fall. So we did eight launches last year, which is um, wild and not sustainable and would not, I would not ever recommend that for anyone, but we did it because we were shifting so many things around throughout the year. And we, yeah, we didn't have the messaging kind of down on the, the difference between our different programs and offerings. And so it, it kind of needed to happen because we had to educate and share about those programs a lot through a series of emails. And so, yeah, we live launched eight times in 2020. And again, um, would not recommend that. So for our inner circle clients, do not do that. Do not do that. One of the better decisions I think we made last year was investing in ourselves through various coaches, coaching programs. And it wasn't just one, it was many with different sort of niche areas, right? But I think it came to a point where it's like, how much is it? Great, buy it. You know, like we just were just moving so fast and we knew that we needed support on many different levels, whether that's our own mindset um, or how to run a software company or how to run a coaching program. Like we did it all. All of it. Yeah. So we spent over a thousand, $100,000 on coaching in 2020 between the two of us, which is crazy. And um, probably people will be listening to this thinking you guys are nuts. But I, I think we needed to, like you said, invest in different kinds of coaches and mentors. And some of those were just like one day, you know, coaching calls and stuff with people that we needed to have a day with. So it wasn't all like huge drawn out online programs, but yeah, we spent a ton of money on ourselves. And I still feel like I haven't even begun to absorb even a small percentage of, of what we learned and what we were kind of coached on in the last year, but it's, is information and training that's going to serve us for the rest of our business lives and the rest of our lives in general. Cause a lot of it, as any of you listening to this, know what you, who you are in your business is also in many ways, who you are in the rest of your life. And so the lessons learned translate into other areas of your life too. But yeah, it was a huge investment. I try to think about it. Like I spent, you know, it was like the same amount that I spent on graduate school, <laughs> like, you know, and so I, I, I think that that's also important to share too, because we are people who get paid to coach and mentor. Right. And so I would just say, you know, we sort of walk the talk, right. Because we invest in our own coaching and mentorship. And then when people come into our group coaching programs, they're getting the benefit of not only our own kind of intuitive coaching, but all of the training that goes into who we are and what we're able to, how we're able to show up in our own communities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't regret, I maybe regret one a little bit, but the rest of it, like money, the best money we spent all last year. 
Okay. The other thing we did was just before COVID hit, we had launched the new brand for this podcast and changed the name to And She Spoke. And we've just launched a new website for it. And it's so freaking gorgeous, Jenny. Yeah. Well, we can thank our designer, Danielle, for that, but it was such a fun process to work with her on it. And there's still a few small tweaks getting made, but if you have not seen our podcast, we would love you to go, just go take a look. It's giving you a peek into our vision for what the show can be and is going to be moving forward. It's got this real ethereal kind of vibe to it. And, um, I don't know, stardusty theme and it's, and wolf, wolfy, dark, you know, like power, I would say it's like a really powerful brand, um, and sort of divinely feminine in it's like deeply powerful way. So we launched the podcast kind of quietly, softly in January of last year, right before COVID hit. And then, um, I had made the podcast website in, you know, less than one hour as a placeholder. And it was like, okay, and then we're going to incorporate the brand when we, you know, after we finish this one launch and we have a little time. And then of course the world exploded and the, the podcast definitely got put on the back burner last year. We had some really amazing guests, but we were as for those of you who've been listening for a while, we were not very consistent, right? Because COVID happened and life happened and our business exploded, but the podcast is really important to us. And so this is going to be a place where you're going to see us showing up more and regularly and, and we're excited about how this is going to unfold, but go take a look at the, at the page. If you haven't seen it yet, the site and she.co. Okay. The other thing we wanted to talk about was in addition to adding to our lives, we also let some things go or moved towards that. And this was your point. And I think it's, I hadn't actually thought of this, but I think it's a good one. Do you want to maybe explain more? Yeah, just you and I both have other things that we do besides run this company and other businesses, other brands, other roles, other, you know, parts of ourselves and our careers. And we made the decision or we're in the process of making the decision completely really to kind of move away from a lot of that other stuff. And that's really this decision to step into being kind of C-suite executives in a growing startup. And that's really what we are. So there's not a lot of room for kind of other jobs and side hustles and projects. I have, I'm like, we're both super multidimensional and involved in lots of things. And I have started to really back away and in some cases backed away completely from some of that. So that has been tricky and complicated, but ultimately, at least for me, it feels very much like the right decision to be able to fully give myself to this work and then to my own family and my what? which is something that, yeah, right. Like that's it. That's this other piece of leadership that I think is going to be a big thing mm-hmm. for both of us this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I think that could be a whole podcast on its, on itself. Okay. So what in, since the pandemic began and everything, the world shifted, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned? Well, I would say my biggest takeaway or lesson is just about our ability to continue to work together, even through what at times has felt like pure hell. (laughs) And, you know, I think that's, it's not surprising to me, but it's, 
it's so reassuring to me, but we have been through, it's just, I don't want to harp on it because people have gone through way worse this year. And we have been through and within our team, people having COVID. And so like the sickness part of it. And, um, that's really personal for us too, but that's not what I'm talking about. I just think I, and I don't want to take away from people's personal sense of like the loss of their health or the loss of loved ones. But in terms of like, you know, this thing, this business that we have, which is a huge part of both of our lives, like a huge defining part of my existence is our partnership in this work. And I just can't, you know, we really had each other's back and I can't, like, I don't think most people would have survived this the way that we have. Like, we've just, like, I think we take care of each other in a way. This is like this feminism, like bringing it into a startup, right? Like we've take, like taken care of each other in a way that I'm really, really, really proud of. So that's not really a lesson, but it's just like something I think to acknowledge that's been the most profound part about this this last year for me. Yeah, I don't even know what to say after that. That's so true. And it's been remarkable to witness, but also not surprising. And we just this morning interviewed Elizabeth Lesser, which probably was the last podcast that was released before this one. And she talked a lot about being in your own power and having having like someone else have your own back. And of course we need to have our own back, but it has been like just those moments of when we start to question or did I do the right thing or what should I do here? Or I said this and, you know, and it's just like, we just bounce it off and that there's so much strength going forward when you just were able to express what you were thinking or concerned about or confused about. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I, Yeah, I need to think about that, Jenny, because that's a great point. And it's been real. The word is remarkable. The word is just remarkable what we've done together. And so thank you for saying that. Well, I just will say, I think this is, this is this decision to be human before being business partners. And, you know, there's all of this advice, which we would give to anyone else that things fall apart. It's like, that's what happens. And when things get stressful, you can't, you know, you can't know what's going to happen. And things got really effing stressful for us uh, for so many reasons. And I would say I never for one minute doubted that you had my back. And that I also felt like there were days where it was like, one of us would be like, just go get off your computer, go do something else. I, I need you to go take care of yourself. This is this idea that that's more important, right? That the other person, their like humanity is more important than the business. And I think that's why the business works. And I just think like, I, I think we're going to spend a lot of time reflecting on this and exploring this, especially as we're growing our company, because that's different than what everyone teaches right? Like it's all about rules and structure and legal arrangements. And that's not what I don't, that's not how we do it, right? Obviously like in some parts of the company it is, but in terms of our relationship with each other, it's fluid and it's like this protective, like familial process. And I just think like part of it is because we, try, I mean, I don't know people who have been in business as long as we have fall apart all the time. So I don't know why it just, I just, And again, I'm also not surprised, but I think that there's something there to start to tease apart and try to understand. And I think it is rooted kind of in in feminism and the way that we believe the company should be run. 
You're 100% right. Yeah, it's interesting to look at it like that because there's no tension or stress between us. It was just that the stress of the world and the company. I just want to make sure that's clear. It's not like yeah. we were like yes. at but each it, other's throats and we worked no. through it. It was like we like flip-flopped. I'm having a bad day. I got you. Let me deal with this. I'm having a bad day. I got you. You go away. I'll yeah. deal with this. Or like, right? are like, you crying today or am I crying today? You cried yesterday, so I can fall apart today. There's a lot yeah. of like, yeah. it's like yeah. a relay race. That's how mm-hmm. I would describe it. It's like running a relay race. So right, like I, I pass you the crying baton and you take yeah. it and have a breakdown and I'm like strong and I got it. And I then it you give it back to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so my lesson that I learned or what I take away is like the, our ability to do things when not fully prepared, trained, or ready. It's like taking action without, and and just falling right into that uncertainty. Like, I think we're going to hire this person. Okay, let's go. Like, we just don't have the time to overanalyze. We just needed to be a little bit more reactive and trust in some intuition and just go. And this whole, and we teach this in, in inner circle and some of the mindset coaching is like, you don't always know the how, like you just need to take action in that moment, make the best decision with what you have right then. And then just know that you can make a different decision later. Right. And so this year, that's like the definition is like, do, and let's just see what happens. Let's just do this thing and let's see what happens. Let's hire this coach and let's see what happens. And because otherwise we're, you just paralyzed by overthinking it or trying to, you know, be ready or no more or next week or whatever. And so Oh my God, I just think about, and I don't even think we, we covered all the things that we actually did in the last 12 months with this list. Like there's so much more behind it that we didn't like, we would never do it. We would never do, I've done most of those things if it wasn't for COVID. And it was just the pressure to grow and the number of people we wanted to serve and help. We just had to make fast decisions, believe in that decision and have each other's back and then make a new decision if necessary. And that just, that just ability just to trust, trust the, that trust that the universe mm-hmm. is conspiring for us, mm-hmm. it's conspiring for yeah, us. And, 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 and to forward, look you know? at failure, like information, right? So to have that n- neutral view of failure so that it's like, okay, that didn't work, but I learned something. So it worked, right? Like I got the benefit from doing it. Okay. What are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? So I, I, I think that there's something about that. Like nobody could have been prepared for what, what this year for any of you, for whatever happened in your life and your business. I mean, the futurist in me, like thinks we could have all been a little more prepared in some ways, but like in general, none of us know what's going to happen. And so I think there's just this, it's really easy to sit in paralysis and fear when things are changing so fast and no one knows what to do. And yet the opportunity, like those lucky shots, those lucky breaks come when you're willing to take risks in those kinds of times, in times of uncertainty. And I, and I mean, we missed some breaks, lucky breaks we could have taken and we like took advantage of a ton. Right. And that's, and, and I think like, I just want to say that, um, how you deal with situations like this, like COVID, you know, especially if it's not directly impacting your own health and well-being and the health of the people in your home, like how you deal with that in your career and your business, it, it, this is what lets, you know, you have the ability to build generational wealth. Like this is what lets you have, like, this is where you can, you know, sidestep 
the cards you were dealt to some degree. Obviously, I'm saying this with the acknowledgement of having a ton of privilege. But I also feel like for me, this year has been about the payoff of having stayed in the game long enough to get lucky. And I think at some point, we also acknowledge that we're willing to lose it all, like that, that oh, we're yeah. willing to fail like over and over again. Like we could, this could just blow up. We like, okay, let's keep and doing it. And it has like, like lots we of things okay. have blown up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So I, yeah. But I, I don't think we went into this with this, this mind of like, oh, we're going to, you know, come out like we never knew the results. Like we were willing to fail at every single decision that we made. And that for some people is super hard, but we were like, it's going to be a good story. It'll be a great story. Yeah. No and so we, we were like, it's going to be a TV show. I remember yeah. talking oh, that's about right. it. We wanted our own Netflix. Yeah. 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 And we were like, we need to be, I remember like, we need to be recording this every day, like put the file somewhere so that we can have the archives for a show later. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Sandy. And then of course that didn't happen because it Never. wasn't ever like the priority, but like there were just those moments. It's like those fork in the road moments. And when you have maybe a decade's worth of those moments compressed into six months, that's what it felt mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's, I mean, I think that's us. Like there's lots more to say. And I, I would just say it's not over, right? This, this shared experience that we're all having with a global pandemic isn't over. I think our economy has shifted forever. I think our lives are different than they were before and they will be forever. We will be all forever marked by what happened in the last year. Yeah. Um, Emotionally, socially. Yeah. Psychologically. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we, we don't even know how, like we don't know the long-term impacts on people's health from this. We don't know the long-term impacts on our children from having, you know, largely been isolated for a year plus. We're probably going to be two years when this is all said and mm-hmm. done, right? Like we don't know any of that, but I think it's just about, okay, so what can we do in the moment? What resources do we have? What opportunities are we each uniquely positioned to take advantage of and to benefit from and to create opportunities for other people from within? Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's where, I, that's where we operate from every day, right? Like what do we, we, I, I see this all as service. Like how can I show up and serve my people the best I can today? with the skills that I have, the knowledge I have, the expertise that I have, and where do I need to go to learn to be better for tomorrow? And like, we're both like that. And that's, that's fun. It's actually like really, it's a really powerful, positive way to live. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you for this. This was super fun. Let's do a joy and hustle. It's been so long. We were like, Ooh, what do we, okay. I got the joy. I'm going to show it to you, to you. So my joy is sorry. My joy is a book called The Art of Feminism. So for those watching on video, you can see it here. Images that shape the fight for equality from 1857 to 2017. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous book. I've just started to dive into it. It's gorgeous. Like it's just so like amazing to see it all in art, in the art. So anyway, I just, it, it's just, Jenny, I'm going to send this to you because it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, to me, it is pure joy to look at this, these images, the stories of the women, what they've done um, are so, so powerful. It's photography, it's painting, it's everything in between. And um, so much, I just love it. That's the joy. Oh, I should probably say who Helena Reckitt. Okay. Hustle. Hustle. Well, this, we may be the latest people to the party on this. Oh, I know we are. We totally are. 
But we're that we finally arrived. And so the hustle is the good notes app on the iPad. And this whole idea of starting to move away and shift away from paper notebooks, which we've both been evangelists of paper notebooks for years and years and years, but having searchable handwritten, like handwritten with the Apple pencil notes on the iPad and like being able to fill out worksheets and forms and take notes and coach clients with this amazing app. I don't know why we weren't doing this sooner. It's so, and we can share notebooks. We can send them to each other. You can write a notebook full of notes and send it to me as a file and I can open it in my good notes. And that's really wild. Like the idea of me sending you a copy of a paper notebook that I've been keeping is crazy. So <laughs> I know. And, and I think for me, like the note, the paper notebooks, I would just like doodle and draw and like arrow and box. And, and then it's just like, what? And I can't see anything. And then I want things in a different order. And so the good notes app allows me to do that and then erase, but I keep the actual like relevant notes. And then I can also, you know, click and drag and drop the pages into a certain order so I can group ideas together or from a coaching call or whatever. So I, I just, I have not touched a paper notebook since I got this. So it's really, really remarkable. And it's so accurate. The writing part of it is so accurate. I don't know. It's just, it's amazing. Like, why didn't we do this? And Joe from our team, I know she's listening and going, oh my God, I've been telling you guys this for a year because she's always talking about it. I'm like, it does. I can't it really work, work that, that well. well. I, and there's no going back. And yes. of course, like <laughs> my child uses her iPad for everything. And I like, she uses the Procreate app, which is also like a really amazing app, but for art and drawing. And she can do things like she, like I, I got this iPad, this might have like a work iPad now, <laughs> company iPad. That's just business things. And she grabbed it and she's like, Oh, what's that app? And she like grabbed the pencil and she like basically figured out how to use the entire thing, of course, in like five minutes. And it's like, you can do this mama. You can do this. You can do this. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so cool because it's so similar to procreate. So if those of you mm. who use procreate for drawing and sketching and doodling, it's really similar, but really, really amazing for business. So I can't recommend, and it's only like $7, the app. It's like not Oh yeah, mm -hmm. the iPad is more. But the if you already have an iPad, more, get the good yeah. notes app and make sure you have the Apple Pencil. <laughs> but my iPad was just so old that yeah, I couldn't write on it. Like I didn't like it's the new only the newer versions allow you to, to write yeah. on them. So I don't know what the version numbers are, but it's whatever. so good. Last couple of years, good notes, good notes. Alrighty, that was fun. Awesome. Thanks, Jenny. For those of you who would love to learn more about us, you can learn about our software company at namastream.com and you can learn about our inner circle program, which is our 12 month intensive group coaching program and online courses all about how to build a business from the ground up and scale it. You can apply for that program. It's application only, but the application only takes a few minutes. You can apply at theinnercircle.works. Ready to go from, I really want to build an online business, but don't know where to start to, wow, I've just sold my first digital product. That's exactly what we're going to help you do during our free Become an Online Teacher course. We've created a simple five-day email-based course to teach you everything you need to get started as an online teacher. By the end of the week, you'll have a digital product that's mapped out, priced, and ready to offer your community. Head over to soulful.mba slash teacher to sign up. It's totally free.